Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday. We have a beautiful day ahead of us, and taking a look at the live shot that you can see right now, this is a live look out in Mililani. Ooh, look at that. Beautiful crepuscular rays shining through. Oh, that is a gorgeous, gorgeous shot. Thanks so much to Bob Kramer for getting this awesome live shot out there in Mililani. As you can see, there's also a lot of blue skies out there. And the good news is this weather, which is very similar of a start of the day of what we saw yesterday, is going to continue with us. So today's forecast, thanks to the fact that we have the similar atmospheric conditions in place, very similar as well. Beautiful blue skies, sunshine, a few brief low-level clouds and showers expected to favor the windward Malka areas, but even the windward sections are quite dry this morning with the bulk of the showers coming through for Maui. An area of high pressure continues to deliver us winds, which today are going to be blowing up to about 20 miles an hour. Now, we're looking at a couple of disturbances in the eastern Pacific. Good news is none of which are headed towards us, but I'll keep a close eye on those systems as they continue to strengthen, and it looks like one of which is going to be impacting Mexico. Now, of course, Hurricane Laura, which we've been tracking for the last couple of days, is also continuing to strengthen, and it's expected to rapidly intensify, becoming a Category 3 hurricane before making landfall either in Texas or Louisiana, but this is likely going to cause a lot of damage, so we'll keep a close eye on this. But again, uh, new from yesterday morning, of course, it was a tropical storm. Now we're looking at a Cat 1 hurricane. So for the next couple of days, trade winds are here, our temperatures are hot, and we're going to see a lot of sunshine. Beautiful for for the week ahead. Gulf Coast residents are bracing for Hurricane Laura. You're taking a look at live look at New Orleans. The storm reached hurricane status this morning shortly after moving over the warm waters of the Gulf of Mexico. Now it's expected to continue to intensify and is on path to hit Texas Louisiana border as early as tomorrow night as a major category three hurricane. Dana Winters in Lake Charles, Louisiana with the very latest. Well, it's still nice here in Lake Charles. The clouds are starting to roll in, but no rain just yet. And taking a look at the water, it is just beautiful out there. The city of Lake Charles updating everyone on the situation with the buses. Those buses are actually going to be picking people up throughout the day and taking them to the Burton Coliseum. Once people get there, they'll be placed on additional buses provided by the state of Louisiana, and then they'll be taken to a shelter either in Alexandria or in another safe location. That location not yet determined, but the mayor is saying people will know where they're going before they get on that bus. We're also hearing that uh, while there is a mandatory evacuation, Lake Charles is not included in Cameron Parish, and so the mayor still strongly suggesting people consider evacuating, especially if they live in low-lying areas or if they're worried about being able to live without power, water, or wastewater for possibly several days. We did speak with one family who said they are evacuating not just themselves, but their cows as well. Reporting in Lake Charles, I'm Dana Winter. Back to you. Back here in the islands, two more deaths related to COVID-19. Health officials say they were a man and woman, both over the age of 80, with underlying medical conditions. There are now over 4,500 active cases across the state. 169 new cases were added yesterday, and we're told 20 of those cases involve minors. While most of the deaths are affecting older residents, a majority of those catching the virus are younger adults. According to a new breakdown from the health department, the bulk of COVID-19 cases here in the state are people in their 20s followed by people in their 30s.
While more young adults are becoming infected through large gatherings, it's those who are older, are Kapuna, who are being hospitalized. The data also found that men have been more infected than women and that certain jobs may also impact ethnic groups. Look at who holds many of our uh, essential worker jobs across the different industries. Um, you know who might work in tourism or who might work in other types of occupations. Um, it's going to tend to be Pacific Islanders and and Filipinos. Researchers say that since many of those ethnic groups live in generational homes, they might not be able to isolate as effectively. For a full look at the new data, just visit our website k22.com. Four more corrections officers at OCCC have tested positive for the virus. Now that brings the total number of infected staff members to 47. Also, 242 inmates tested positive, including one had to be hospitalized. While other jails haven't seen the outbreak in cases that OCCC has, the state Supreme Court has ordered that select inmates on Kauai, Maui, and the Big Island may be granted early release. This includes pretrial inmates being held on petty misdemeanors and those who have pled guilty or no contest for nonviolent felony crimes. Maui and Hawaii counties are seeing an uptick in COVID-19 cases. Big Island residents can expect to see more enforcement while Maui's mayor may announce more restrictions if things don't change. Maui police say residents have followed the rules but their biggest issue has been quarantine violators and people renting out vacation rentals illegally. They're taking, um, you know, trips that are, are less expensive. The flights are, aren't as full and people are coming here and saying they don't know about the 14-day quarantine. So we are getting a lot of violations for 14-day quarantine violations. Now, Hawaii Island Mayor Harry Kim says more enforcement will be for people wearing masks, distancing, and not gathering in large groups. On Oahu, HPD says they've been busy with their COVID-19 hotline number, receiving 130 calls and emails daily. 707 right now in the University of Hawaii Sea Grant program is leading an effort to improve the water quality in Heia Fish Pond and the surrounding areas. It's a two-year project in partnership with Heia caretaker organizations. Sea Grant will remove invasive mangrove and native hao, a lowland tree, and install two basins to contain runoff. Retention basins have been shown to reduce polluted runoff by up to 90%. So that improvement project, because it's such a beautiful area, that Heia Fish mm -hmm. Pond area, you know, a lot of people actually get married in that surrounding area. So good to see that they're trying to protect it. It's the part of the plane where no one wants to touch anything. You know what I'm talking about, the <laughs> bathroom. And maybe soon you won't have to. That's right, a Japanese airline may have a hands-free solution. All Nippon Airways is testing a door that can open with an elbow or forearm. Simply press the flat handles and the door opens inward. Inside, a similar locking mechanism means the entire experience is hands-free and hygienic. Hmm. So far, the hands-free bathroom is only available at ANA's lounge at Tokyo's Haneda Airport. 
You're seeing the demonstrator right there using the elbow. But if it's popular and easy to use, it could become more widespread. And I'm all for that because yes. <laughs> when I go into the bathroom, it's like, oh, God, the airport. It's like, okay. Well, can it be more widespread, not just at the airport and airplanes, but everywhere, all public restrooms? Wouldn't that be nice? Thank you. And at the movie theaters, all over the place, it'd be very yes. well welcomed. <laughs> And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with KHON to go.